This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast? It's a Wednesday. For some reason, I keep thinking Thursday. I don't know why, but it's Wednesday, which is not a bad day. We're getting closer to the weekend. What's up, Al Dukes? It's a Wednesday, Jerry. Big day around here. We got uh, Yankee baseball. We've got a Facebook Live show. You got Craig's documentary uh, going on at 9 o'clock. I think there's some sort of, is there like a vice presidential debate? There is, yes. Something? There is. I was Harrison's talking to Craig yesterday. Pence. I was talking to Craig. He goes, oh, great. He goes, I'm going up against the Yankee playoff game and a uh, presidential debate. Not the greatest night. I'm not going to lie. But I do think, because I thought about this a lot, I, I, like to me, I don't know why this wasn't done on like a Saturday. We could have, like a, we could have had a viewing party. Yeah, but I also think, but, th- yeah, these types of things are like view it when you decide to view exactly. it. This is going to be so much bigger on demand than it will yes. be tonight at 9 o'clock. I don't think it matters. And I think uh, when I was talking to Craig, as far as ratings go for these things or viewership, they they um, take into account a full week of viewership. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Look at that. I didn't know that. So that's pretty cool. That you is have cool. Because like, th- that's the perfect thing where you go, ooh, I'm going to record that or on demand it for when I want to watch something. Yeah, absolutely. But not when live Yankee playoff games going on. Or maybe you're a Met fan and you're like, don't care about the Yankees. Oh, I think people don't care about the Bates. Yeah. You do. You know what? There's no basketball. So all you're talking about is the baseball. And if you're not a Yankee fan, here's the one thing we know about baseball. If you're not a fan of those two teams, most yeah. people don't watch. That's true. You're I mean, out. You know, it's not football. That's the thing football has got on all these other major sports. Right. That whether it's hockey, baseball, or even basketball. And basketball gets more viewership than probably the other sports because you got bigger stars. But you don't get the numbers like you get in football. Correct. Just different. More regional versus football, more national. How often are you talking to Craig now? Uh, every couple of days I chat with him. Oh, you do? Wow, okay. Excuse yeah. me. That's right. <laughs> he told me you went out for a visit. I did, yes. And was, uh, he's like, hmm, well, Jerry came out for a visit. <laughs> he said, a- although you did make a prison visit, so we're even right now. I would say we're very even. Yeah. That is true, yes. <laughs> How were his spirits, Jerry? I thought they were good. Good. But they were good. Yeah, I was I surprised. chat with him on the phone. He's got very good spirits. He does. Absolutely. You I'm know? very excited for the audience to see this documentary so that they can... Because there were so many assumptions when I would tweet out the trailers or the stories about it. Okay. Assumptions know. how? Based on what they uh, saw in the trailer? Assumptions... Uh, no, just really based on the assumptions of Craig and what his crime was. Right. And then one thinking Craig is going to become a millionaire based on a documentary 
does not work that way. That's true, too. Uh, People that don't want Craig to get a second chance, but yet also want him to pay back the people he owes money to. He needs to get a job to do that. That's true, too. Yeah. I also don't like... The the one thing I don't like about the whole... And there's nothing you're going to do about it, and I guess supposedly by definition, fine, but I don't know. This thought that it's a Ponzi scheme... Compared to like what the Madoff thing was, yeah, like that to me is a legit Ponzi scheme. This was, I don't know, this to me was someone who didn't know the damn law. <laughs> but right, yeah. and he also, as I try to repeat to people, he did not sell you and your wife a ticket to a concert that when you got there it I wasn't know. a real ticket. I That's know. not, you know, and um, the whole secondary we saw the ticket market. <laughs> yes, he had tickets. I know he did. I know. I know. But what he did was illegal. He took the money for the investing in the tickets, and he used it to, to either pay off gambling debts or try to win back those that money so that he could pay people back. Let me ask you this, because I do wonder. All still a crime. Right, 100%. Now, did you know, and I only ask this because obviously the numbers we're talking about, and when you start you know, um, taking investment dollars like he did, I mean, it really becomes... You really have to dot all your I's and cross all your T's. So yes. I get that. Before this happened, would you have known, though, that what he did was illegal? Uh, Meaning? No. Me neither. Like, I would think if someone gave me, I'm just making an example. Watch the documentary. You'll understand. I don't want to give anything away. You know, if someone gave me, so I have a cornhole league, as you know. We've talked yes. about it many times. Oh, this will be perfect. So if someone wanted to get in, and it's me and I have two other partners that, that run it. So let's say we wanted to get another guy because we were hurting money-wise, and we, we took $5,000 from him to buy brand-new boards, brand-new bags, and a month's rent. Correct. But I took that $5,000 cash, and I bought a jet ski. And then I took my credit card, and I bought bags, boards, and rent. Yeah, they'll say you did not I know. use that money appropriately because you took the five grand to buy a jet ski al i would have never in a million years thought that was illegal because at the end of the day you delivered what you promised right what's the difference if the five thousand bought the jet ski yeah it is very confusing it's the the term is uh fun fungible they go the money is not fungible yeah i honestly would have never known yeah so, but it's very interesting learning. Very interesting, for all yes. Of us. Uh, so, tune into that, uh, Jerry. I wanted to also bring up today. I noticed on uh, Twitter, yeah, that uh, the, and I love to. I, I love and hate Twitter for the, actually. I hate Twitter for this reason. But okay, Jerry versus Coffee Twitter. I only tweeted one response. You tweeted no, no. I, I really was looking at the responses. So oh. you had just tweeted. I don't even know what, how did it start. Uh, it started your... from the all right. So when you listen to the warm up show coming okay. up in a few minutes, we had a discussion about tipping because of the eight thousand oh, right. dollar tip from Russell Westbrook. Russell I believe. Westbrook. Yep. And I made the comment about how now you know I don't want to say fast food places, but a little bit better than fast food places, or even small little coffee shops. They put the tip jar out when you walk in to buy a hamburger that's already pre wrapped. You know, right? And I made the comment. So when you go into a coffee shop and you spend a dollar fifty on coffee, like what are you tipping? Right, you're saying you're already paying a dollar fifty because you are getting it from them and not making it yourself. Yeah, and there's no to me. There's no service there. It's a fat boom. You're pouring a cup of coffee, and if the customary twenty percent, I'm not leaving you a thirty cent tip. It's silly. Right. And then I got someone that said, "Explain to me where you find a cup of coffee for a dollar fifty. And my first thought is, "Where don't you find a cup of coffee for a dollar fifty? Right. 
So but then and, they were all coming at you, Jerry. Yeah, but I thought actually you might be right, but I actually researched it and put it out there. It's well, you're pretty dumb if you can't find a cup of coffee for a dollar fifty. Right. Dunkin' Donuts a dollar fifty nine, McDonald's a buck, Wendy's a buck, and then if you go to Wawa or Quick Check or those places, it's a dollar and you can get a large. Right. For not even a small. And then people are like, you get what you pay for a crap coffee. By the way, the Quick Check coffee, I love it. And Wawa I, coffee, love it. Wawa coffee's outstanding. I love Dunkin' Wawa. Donuts coffee. I love Seven Eleven coffee. Yeah. So, and I put, I said to the guys, unless unless you're basically getting one of these, you know, dessert coffees that cost five bucks, coffee's a dollar fifty. Then our friend Steve in Atlanta, he took a screen grab. I mean, this is how far people were going. A screen get grab of coffee in Atlanta at Dunkin' Donuts is two dollars. <laughs> okay. Well, that you live in a crappy area. What can I tell you? It's a dollar fifty. Matter of fact, the medium coffee where we get ours at Dunkin' Donuts, it's two oh five. So you're getting screwed, Steve. Mm. Jerry, where would you rank if you had to grab coffee on the go? Yeah. And we couldn't just put in a um, a single mom and pop shop. So okay. if you ha- do you have like a tier of coffees that you enjoy? Like I number one. My would be favorite what? two. I absolutely love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Okay, that'd be number one. So if you went, you needed coffee, and they were all lined up, all next to each other, you'd be like, "I'm going to Dunkin'." Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts would be one. Okay. Um, I l- you get up there. That one's closed. Where do you go? Wawa. Wawa. Then Wendy's, which mm-hmm. I haven't had often. I had it here though. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, and it turned you on. Well, no, it didn't turn me on. Um, but it turned me on to the coffee. I mm-hmm. had never, aside from the breakfast sandwiches, I had never gotten coffee at Wendy's. Usually, yeah. even if I go to McDonald's, I get orange juice. I don't get coffee. That's more of a drive-through, grab me a cup of coffee type deal. So the Wendy's is right up there with the McDonald's coffee. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm not a Starbucks fan at all. You know, I'll tell you another one I liked, but there, there's no one by me anymore. They closed. Tim Hortons coffee. Yeah, you used to have Very that good. one on that main road uh, over near you. Yeah, they closed down. They're gone. They closed. That, that's a Canadian coffee, I believe. Very good too. Tim Horton. I do like Tim Hortons, uh, but I'm not a Starbucks guy. Rook, I've only had on a handful of occasions. I couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you. I don't remember. But yeah, Dunkin' Donuts to me is by far and away the best one. Nice. You? Uh, I, I like the, the the Quick Check or Wawa coffee. Yep. I don't My like favorite. Quick Check. I don't know why. Yeah, it's good. But you're right. You go into those places like 99 cents. You can do it however big you want. Yeah, pretty much. How big do you want it, Jerry? Oh, come on, dude. Because they're trying to grab, get you in there, right? And then you buy other things like granola bars. Well, I will tell you it's a great chips. strategy because, as you know, um, I frequent certain places for an ATM machine. Yes. And not always. There are certainly days I go in there and I just get the cash and I'm out. There are also days I'm in there, I get the cash, and I'm like, you know what? Let me grab a protein bar. I grab a mm-hmm. bottle of water or the coffee. So it does work. Yes. They get you in there, Jerry. Very smart. That's the trick. Or I buy Goldenberg's peanut shoes. Right. Also delicious with the coffee. Yes. Uh, sad news, Ruby Tuesdays is closing. Where? I saw this as a, a, I guess, all around. They're all closing down. The uh, chain? John, yeah, John Heyman put a tweet out. Wow, the Ruby, Ruby Tuesdays, Tuesdays. is good. My parents too. They look like they're going to be heartbroken. That's one of my. I don't mind a China Boomer makes fun of us, but I don't mind a chain restaurant. Like I love Chili's because I love their margaritas. yeah. Oh, love Chili's. I you know I really I enjoy Fridays, um, and I Applebee's. love Ruby. Tu- Applebee's is okay. That my kids love Applebee's. I don't I don't really care for their menu, okay. actually. But um, Ruby Tuesdays, I love. They got Tremendous. the burger fixins bar. They got the whole salad bar going. Salad bar. Yeah, which I don't know if I would get it these days, but right. Um, big in, fan uh, of that place. In different times. Yeah, Hula Hands, another good one. Yep. 
Yeah, Hope my parents close. like they go to church on uh, Saturday late afternoons, and then they go to they get themselves a Ruby Tuesday. That Every was my go to. Yeah, and that would be like my go to. Like, uh, what was their birthday or something? I'd get them gift cards for Ruby Tuesday. I love it. So I see where the routine comes from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's good for them. You know what? You have something to look forward to every week. Yeah, they love Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to find another go-to place. And then here's an interesting criminal, Jerry. Here's a story out of Austin, Texas, and this is the headline. Library worker stole $1.3 million in printer toner. Austin Public Library. How? He bought over the to- over time one point three million dollars worth of printer toner, which he then sold online. No way! How the yeah. hell? How long are we talking? Let me see. What this. kind of budget does a library have? Is that over thirty years? He'd been engaging in the scheme since two thousand seven, so thirteen years. Well, that's a lot of ink toner. It said the library in that thirteen years would have needed one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of toner, but he had ordered. Over that time, $1.3 million so worth. So he it, spent it, it, roughly $100,000 on ink toner or <laughs> or bought enough to where he could say, yeah, he bought $100,000, 100000 a year for 13 years. Yeah. Wow, what wow. a creep. You ever think? He, I he must have thought this. he got away with it too. Right. At what point do you ever think it crosses his mind? So he does it a few times, it works. And then I would think easily, he's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. But then he's like, oh, it's kind of easy. And then at some point, it just becomes second nature and it's become yes. part of your life. Correct. What do you think the feeling is when he realizes, because he's known all along what he's doing is wrong. What do you think he right. realizes when the cops come to his door? I don't know. Like I, I think, like you said, he, he it's become such a part of his life that he probably doesn't even see the illegal part at some point. How could you not? You're taking I mean, it right from the library. So he was earning a hundred grand a year selling at a library. Ink toner. Oh, I thought you were saying it was a no, salary. S- selling ink toner on like eBay or something. Yeah. Wow. He was the uh, ink toner guy. Right. He was Big ink toner Tom. The, it's ink toner Tom with you. His mm. name is Randall. Mm. An auditor found the surveillance video. Damn. Taking printer toner from his office to the parking garage where he left his car. Boy, what a dummy. Yeah. Another stupid says, way to go to prison. Oh, it says he also used a library credit card to buy thousands of dollars worth of electronics, video games, virtual reality headsets, and a drone. Well, you think about a guy that thought he had everything under lock and key all by himself. <laughs> God. And it caught up with him. Sorry, Randall, you're going to jail. You're fired. You're fired. Get out. And that's the post-game podcast for a Wednesday. All right. Join us tomorrow where we'll do the warm-up program, then Boomer and Geo, then another podcast. Yeah, that's pretty much the calendar. All right. Have a good Jerry, day. Jerry, we'll see you uh, later on tonight. I know. I'm going to be at a baseball field on my yeah. phone camera, so hopefully it doesn't not, it doesn't go terribly. Well, yeah, we'll see. You'll make an appearance and I will. fade away and then maybe make an <laughs> appearance at the end, and uh, there you go. <laughs> all right, good. Get all your baseball questions ready for me in particular. I'm a baseball expert, and if you have any questions about the game, I'll be ready to answer them. There you go. All right, Jerry, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Al and Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. Now, here we go. It's 5.03. It is a Wednesday morning on the fan. We take it to 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo. Then, until then, we head down the Jersey Shore to Bradley Beach into a 4,000-square-foot condominium that overlooks the Atlantic Ocean, where we say good morning to Al Dukes. Oh, hi, Jerry. You're at the very least one-fourth of that square footage. At the very least. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a thousand fair enough. Yeah, square man. Foot. I'm not even sure it is a thousand square feet. You told me 825 when yeah. you were looking at it. Oh. Yeah, 825. So it's a smaller uh, area, Jerry. But you're I like one to guy. be. I'm one guy. You're I'm a like man uh, and a dog. You ever see that show uh, Tiny Houses on HGTV? It's yes. like that, but condo style. Mm, I think it's bigger than that. Ooh, ooh, that's right. I don't think you're dropping a bed out of the wall. That I'm not doing. <laughs> and doubling it as your kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. That, by the way, that was an option at places I was looking I'm at sure. on the water. I was like, hmm, if I could, t-, you know, cheaper places. But yes. because of that, you had like one room that the bed fell down, the the table fell down. Very Manhattan-like. Your, your washer dryer needed coins in the basement. <laughs> That's where I drew the line. I was like, I'm not paying. I'm not going to the laundry and mixing my laundry with other people's laundries. That's gross, dude. Could Very you, gross. Could you imagine you guys share the laundry and you throw it in and some guy's, you know, underwears in there. Right. Stained oh. underpants. Gross, man. Right? Yeah. You know what we have tonight? We have another big game for Tanaka. <laughs> That's right. First of all. This really is, too. This is a very big game yeah, for is. him because... W- I don't I, know. I don't know if you're going to ask me what the hell the Yankees were doing last night. I don't what know. a weird... They they tried to do like... What the like Rays do. Like in football, when someone tries like a very weird, strange play, I don't, and understand. it backfires on them. Do you know before the game, I'm watching the TBS coverage with Ernie Johnson. I think it was Jimmy Rollins, Pedro Martinez, and Curtis Granderson were doing the. They kind of basically uh, redid what they do at the NBA. So they got Ernie Johnson there with three former big leaguers. Pedro Martinez says when he watches Debbie Garcia pitch, he thinks the kid's going to end up being better than him. He, he's got electric stuff. And then you give the kid 25 pitches and say, all right, we're done. Now we're going to go do what we were going to do and pitch J-Hap. Why? I don't doing? know. I don't know. Just pitch Tanaka then in game two. Yes, it does. Or pitch J-Hap and J-Hap or J-Hap or, or J.A.Hap. Yes. So they let him go out there. He throws one inning, gives up a home run. Then they call on J-Hap, who seemingly seemed like he was very surprised to get the call. I I guess. And Aaron Boone said it was not the old bait-and-switch move where he was trying to fool the Tampa Rays that uh, Garcia was supposed to be on a short leash. That There was no leash. But ha- but here's the thing. It is almost as if no one went and talked to Happ and said, by the way, second inning, be ready to rock and roll. I, I, That's I don't very know. bizarre. I don't know how you can do that. I don't know. I mean, Garcia said afterwards that he was told it was not going to be a long outing. Right. But that doesn't mean one inning. But it doesn't seem like anyone communicated that to Hap. If that's the case, then someone screwed up somewhere along the way. And Hap would would not badmouth the move by Aaron Boone in the postgame. Right. Of course not. But he did say that uh, he was not making excuses that uh, coming in at that time, surprisingly in the second inning, that uh, he doesn't make excuses for his appearances. And it didn't go as planned. Uh, no. And then they went with a whole bunch of other pitchers. It was bizarre. It was a very strange evening. I do not understand. I really, I don't understand what they did. Because this is not, you know, it's one thing when you get all these types of 
bullpen games, you know, when let's say, you know, you go with your ace and you go with your second guy, you go with your third guy, you got a 2-1 lead, you're in game four, but you're not necessarily thrilled with your, you know, four and five starters. So you know what? You're up two games to one. Why not try it? That makes sense to me. This to me made no sense when you're up one game to none in a five-game series. I I don't know. And if they lose this series, people are going to call for his firing, Jerry. Who? Aaron Boone. I don't think so. I think this came from above Aaron Boone. I don't think. Oh, really? You think Aaron Boone made that decision? Yes. No chance. You think Aaron Boone decided to start (laughs) Devi Garcia? Yes. To take him out after one inning to put. What's his name in because of the lineup that the Rays put out? I don't believe that. I think that came from above. Cashman or above Cashman? I I would say Cashman, but also the quote-unquote analytic people. Really? So the analytic people, they talk to Cashman. Then Cashman says, listen, I talked." he talks to Boone and goes, listen, I talked to the analytics people. They think Debbie Garcia first inning. J-Hap, second inning, and see how it goes from there. Get I, all those other dudes in the bullpen ready. We're going to send them all out there tonight. Yeah, I guess. I mean, because what he said was, he want, with the way the Rays put their lineups out there, that was what the that's where the decision was made. Essentially, that's what he's saying, which tells me he was told prior, if this is what Kevin Cash gives you, this is what we're going to do. I don't know that, but that's my guess. Like, Aaron Boone doesn't do – he wouldn't do that with a regular starter. I almost wish it was a bait-and-switch, so I felt like there was a game plan. Like, if they were going to bait-and-switch and get the Rays ready for Debbie Garcia, and then, boom, you, you throw Jay Happ out yeah, there in the Jay second Happ inning. Yeah, but doesn't throw the ball hard. Like, I don't – I don't know. If you told me – like, that kid glass now last night. Now, yeah. I, I know you saw – you definitely watched a lot of this game. I watched it all, Jerry. He's throwing 101 miles yeah. an hour. He's got a curveball that starts at your shoulder and ends up at your ankles. If you told me that you were putting a pitcher out there to just kind of, you know, lackadaisically uh, get them into a game, okay, fine, and then bam, you come back with this six foot eight monster that's going to all of a sudden start throwing gas. Okay, but Jay Haps a, I don't know, I don't want to say he's a soft tosser. He's not that, but it's not like he hits you over the head with anything. Yeah, it was a very bizarre move. Strange. I want, I need answers, Jerry. Who called for the? You know, the whole pitching rotation. This is the quote that I was looking for. I just found it. This was, um, what's his name? Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. Their roster is built to take the platoon advantage. Okay. Felt like I was going to go to Jay pretty early and aggressively if they went with a lefty heavy lineup, and that was the reason. There's no way that he made that decision. If I was Aaron Boone. I don't believe that. In the post-game press conference, they'd be like, I didn't, this, I, I agree, terrible idea. Talk to the people above me. No, he's not going to do that either. Oh, they'll throw him right out on the streets. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Here And the quote from Garcia, weird. I knew it would be a short outing, but I didn't know how many innings. Like, this feels like uh, a series-changing move. Like, if they just it went out and be. lost with Devi Garcia, he put up a uh, bud, and the game ended 7-5. Okay, it's a loss. But the way this loss happened, it feels like one of those, like, we'll be blaming this move when the series is over. Yeah, I think that's very uh I think that's very thank you. I think that's legit. I don't You think it's a baseball breakdown right there that I just gave you. Yeah, I'm breaking I'm it sorry. down baseball I'm, style. I I give Hap a lot of credit. I am reading his cuz I didn't see yes. the video of Hap. Yes. I'm reading his quotes now. I tell you, really He's a company good quotes. man. He goes, "I want to repeat this. When I'm in there, you got 100% of me, so I gave you what I had." And he goes, "I've been here for 2 years." And if I've made an excuse for my performances in the last two years that you know of, speak up. 
That's awesome. Put your name on it. Good for him. That is good for him. I like it. Good for him. That's the good for him segment. Now, this glass now, fella, struck out. The Yankees struck out 10 times in in five innings. 18 out of 27 outs by strikeout. Wow. That's now the umpiring was weird, but is that right? Even still, 18 of 27, that's not great. And not only that, did you see what the Padres did to the Dodgers? What did they do? The Dodgers didn't have a hit until I believe the fifth, maybe it was the sixth inning. It was at least the fifth, might have been the sixth inning, but the Padres had walked 10 batters. <laughs> I think nine already up to that point. Yeah. So, like, the bases were, you know, constantly flowing with Dodgers, but they had no hits. <laughs> That's pretty wild. So the, the bases couldn't hit, and the uh, Padres couldn't pitch. The bases are flowing with Dodgers. How about the um, the two Stanton home runs? Oh, the first, first all, one looks um, like a like a line drive to right that yeah. goes out, and the second one that might be. We always talk about the one at City Field he hit that's way up in the upper deck. This one last night, good lord. Yeah, I'm done making fun of this guy. That's it. He's got five home. <laughs> really, he's got five home runs in four playoff games. Yeah, this is uh, what the Yankees thought uh, they were getting. Even if he does nothing the rest of the way, that's Jerry, not true. I'll be like, that's pretty good, true. pretty good series. All right, all right, here we go. Series is one one. They're let's say they're down two mm. one. All right, right. Ninth inning tonight. Bases loaded, one out. He strikes out. Yeah, and then they don't back, score. Then it sucks. That's what sucks right. about baseball. Exactly. Like if you have a, it's good that if you have a terrible game, you come back tomorrow, you can change it. But if you have a great game, you have so little time to ride high on it. What have you done for me lately? Oh That's my sports. Goodness. That is what sports. Have you do- and that was the great uh, Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, like think about how about this. So Joe Madden wins the World Series with the Cubs as the manager of a team that hadn't won the World Series in four thousand years. Most people, kind of like when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup, something yeah. most people never thought they'd see in their lifetime, right? That was the clip from uh, Marv Albert, I think. Yes. You yes. would think if you win the World Series with the Cubs, you now have the right to be Cubs manager for life. Correct. And it like soured, you know, and I'm not saying I think it was a mutual parting, but it was like, you know, get him out. It's over. Runs over. Like, right. He won the World Series for you. You guys were a laughing stock for decades. Right, he but should have carte blanche. It is, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Do, 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 do. Uh, tonight, Jerry, uh, Charlie Morton. Yes. What's his story? Charlie Morton was outstanding with the Rays. It was the last year or the year before that, I forgot, after he was with Houston. Um, he has, oh, right, he was on those crummy Astros. But he also had a great season with the Rays. I, he's been, I don't know what he's done this year, to be quite honest with you. i got to look into that, but he's got... He's got all the potential in the world to shut them down tonight. Let me Google this for you, Jerry. Charlie Morton. I feel like Morton stats. hasn't pitched all season. I yeah, feel like he's been th- hurt. It's a weird season to look at stats. How many stats? So most starters, if they were healthy, made, what, 13 starts? Something like that? Right, 12. Jerry, so I would say see. he only made six starts. That's my guess. I don't know He that. was in uh, nine games nine. this year. Okay. He's a 2-2 two and two with a 4.74 ERA. Right. Hmm. No. Again, this guy's got barely a chin either. I don't know what's going on with the Tampa Rays. They have very thin chins, these pitchers. It's called they're thin. The, those guys just overall are thin. You're they thinking have no that facial fat like you know, no guys like me fat. and Jay have. They have no facial fat. I think, Eddie, you got facial fat too? Yes. So me, Eddie, and G, we have facial fat. These guys right. don't. They're like you. And by the way, uh, Charlie Morton from Flemington, New Jersey, Jerry. Look at that. Flemington's a, a young man. I love you. I bet he was rooting for the. I bet he was a Yankee fan growing up. What do you think of that? 
Flemington could have been a Phillies fan. That's true. You know, that's, that's possible. one of those weird towns. Or I was going to say Pirates, but no one cares about the Pirates. Nobody cares about that. I didn't know a single Probably Pirate not. fan going growing up. Yeah, me neither. Which is interesting because of Willie Stargell and right. Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla. Like, they had good players. And they were good in the 80s. Dave Parker. When we were kids. I once saw a Sports Illustrated where Dave Parker was smoking at spring training. I was like, what sure. is going on here? Well, Jim Leland used to smoke in the dugout. Yeah, but he was an old man games. manager. Yeah, but still Imagine. in a major league uh, dugout. Hey, coach, you mind not blowing your secondhand smoke well, on my face and my back? How about the players that were smoking on the dugout? Right in the 50s. They were yeah, Len Dawson. Yes. Len Dawson had a cigarette and a Coca-Cola. <laughs> Boy, times have changed, huh? <laughs> I need a breather. Well, get me a Coca-Cola here on the sidelines. <laughs> and a, uh, I won't say a Marlboro. Give me a, a Camel unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it has a filter, snap the filter off. I want to just suck it right in. What's this, a Paul Mall? <laughs> <laughs> what do I look like? Some type of wuss. Get me a Camel unfiltered. And the Budweiser, right? And a Budweiser, red label, none of this Bud Light nonsense. That sounds like a good old-fashioned NFL post-game locker room celebration right yeah. there from the 1950s and 60s. <laughs> get in the locker room, take my uniform off, get my cigarettes and beers. As the guys had to go do roofing the next day. Yeah. Because <laughs> they weren't making any money. <laughs> I got to get to my roofing job. I'd love to talk <laughs> to you reporters. But I got a roof to put on a house this afternoon. That's right. So, by the way, so tonight, FaceTime Live. Oh, yes, We'll be Jerry. there. I'm going to pop in and out because I do have baseball practice I have to tend to. But we will be there with Boomer and Geo. So that'll be cool from 630 Facebook to 730. Facebook Live, yeah. That's exactly right. Talk some Yankee baseball, 1-1 in the series. Yeah, so we'll have the video cameras on us. It'll, be, it'll look like a Zoom meeting, I think. Yes. But it's Facebook Live. And we'll be able to take questions and that sort of thing. Works for me. Yeah. I like the, the promo we just ran about it. They go. Because your name's in it. My name's it, and they go ask them ask them questions about the game. I'd love for people to be like, "Yeah, this one's for Al about the starting pitching, <laughs> or about, about the rotation." <laughs> I, Al, what can you tell us about Charlie Morton and tonight, and what can we expect? If you get questions, it's going to be the, it's really not going to be that. It's going to be more along the lines of, "Hey, heading to Bradley Beach this weekend. You got a good pizza place for us, right? Vix. That's what they're going to ask." So. Anyhow, uh, real quick, because we're talking about home runs, yeah. I would just like to give one of these little shout-outs. Oh, a shout-out. To young Ian Mullen, who last night in a uh, baseball game for kids bombed the ball to left field over the fence. I don't know if it was his first one. I got to tell you. A little you, kid hit a home run? Yeah. This oh, is right up your that. alley. He barreled this thing up and drove it over the left field fence. It's actually pretty cool. And you could How tell. How old is this kid? It's a good question. 11? I would love to pitch to him. He ain't hit one out on Maybe me, Maybe he might be 12. I'm the, he's 11 or 12. I'm not he's sure. He's not hitting one out on me. If so. he's getting arrogant and you need someone to pitch to him, I'll strike him out. If I knew you weren't going to hit him, yeah. then I would it's love possible, to do that. unfortunately. Like, we could do that. Yeah. But I would be concerned if you hit the kid. Yeah, I would be concerned as well because he'd oh, sue good. me. You'd be concerned. Great. Steal well, my condo out. in Bradley Beach. Uh, we have to take a break. 5-19. We are just getting started. The warm-up show until 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo. Then here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
Al and Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. Hey, one more quick one. I know we're going to get to some other stuff. Just one more quick one from the Yankee game last night, Al. If, well, we can kill Aaron Boone all we want, and that's fine. You know, one guy who gets a pass because of the stupidity that we saw last night, Aaron Judge killed them last night. He came case. Well, but more than that, he came up a couple of times with guys on base in big spots and did nothing. Did so, nothing. And now, he's, he's Aaron Judge. He's done so much. He gets a pass. But you almost forget that they had chances to win this game and just came up completely empty. He so. gets a pass, Jerry, only if he redeems himself this evening. Well, he'll redeem himself. He's Aaron Judge. I'm feeling, if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm very nervous. I would be. Because just the way they lost yesterday's game and the reason they lost because of the Fugazi starting pitching situation. I agree. That's just the series turner right there. It can be. It's funny because if you just go out and you just lose a game, all right, we're talking about what happened, why they lost, blah, 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 blah. But you don't end up discussing, you know, these dumb ideas and series changing, potentially series changing ideas that they kind of threw in there. It's almost like... You know, you got to take chances at times. This is not the right time to do that, though. Exactly. This is not the time to play games, Jerry. Right. Screw around with things like this in July. Correct. Oh, well. Jerry, we lost the great Edward Van Halen yesterday. Yeah, I know. I was sad when I saw this. 65 years old. Uh, he succumbed to a long battle with throat cancer. Oh. Now, I was hearing rumors that they were considering going back out on the road. Yeah, we talked but, about this in the yeah. podcast like two weeks ago. Yes, but uh, he is gone now. Uh, a weird um, battle with this uh, cancer because, you know, he smoked for many, many years. Right. Uh, I don't know if he smoked up until his death, but I, I know he smoked many years. And his claim at one point was that the cigarettes did not give him the cancer, that the 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 guitar picks that he was putting in his mouth is what gave him cancer. That was his belief at one point. Because he was strange. sucking on plastic? No, I guess, like, I don't know, you know, like, they, he would put one, like, in his lips when he was, if he was, if he yeah. if he wanted if he wanted to play just with his fingers, he'd put the guitar pick in his lips. And right. And do that tapping thing. And his claim was that he thought that that is what gave him the cancer. That the plastic from the pick. The plastic from the pick, exactly. That's an interesting one. Yeah. What okay. was your favorite Van Halen record? Um... First, let me ask probably, you, Jerry, are you Hagar you or know that. Roth? You know the answer to You're that. You're a Hagar yes. guy. Yes, yes. Uh, probably for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Really? Yeah. Oh, Over- when two was good, too, but I, I would say the, uh, the re- uh, yeah, for Unlawful the Carnal Knowledge. One. That's one I could listen start to finish and not fast forward through anything. Is that right? Let me take a quick look here, Jerry. Pound Cake on that one. Yeah. Run Around, also big uh, right now, very big. Top of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, tons of great hits, Jerry. Yeah. What about 5150, the first yeah. one they put out with Sammy? There's a lot of good stuff. Sammy. You asked me now, my favorite one, though. You're, that's correct. You're right. You can only have one. If you would have gave me a couple, I'd have been like, Jerry, pick one. Matter of fact, that might have been. So what year did that come out in, would you that say? That came out in 91. 90... 1991. I have all the information right here because in front of me, Jerry. If I remember correctly, I believe that came out right around the same time as Sex, Sugar, Blood, Magic from the Chili Peppers. Yeah. Right around the same time, right. right? Yes, correct. That summer, I feel like I was just on shuffle with those two CDs in the car. That summer, you were like, I just need these two CDs. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood yeah. Sugar, Sex Magic, and uh, Van Halen's For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Yeah, those are like my two. Those might also be my two favorite like albums. Is that ever. right? Yeah, 
Because those I'm are my two favorite bands. Always I'm have surprised, been. I'm surprised you didn't mention the, the Gary Sharon uh, lead singer <laughs> I album. bought it. I bought that album. Van Halen 3. That came out in 98. I yep. don't know a single song on that one. You, but K, you should, because K-Rock played, they had one song on it. They did? Look. Yes, and K-Rock used to play it. And that's wow. why I bought the CD, and there was nothing else on the CD. There wasn't. <laughs> did you ever get to see Van Halen in any no. of there? No, I never did. No, I went to just that one time to uh, when me, Boomer, and Craig went at uh, Mohegan Sun. Right. You were not at that one? I was not. You must have come up later. Um, I believe that was the one trip when my aunt passed away and I went to oh. California. Oh, And I missed is, the show. Yeah, we, uh, that was a good show. We went to see them there on their uh, reunion tour with uh, David Lee Roth. Yes, I didn't. Them and um, I guess musically, I don't want to call them regrets, but musically the two things I wish I had seen at some point, I guess there's still time. Uh, McCartney, I've never mm-hmm. seen live. Would still, Even at his age, I'd still like to see him. And I never saw Van Halen. But I want to see, I do, I want to see Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. Yes. So. I saw the OU812 tour when I was going to Kane College. Nice. I saw that at the Garden. MSG. That's right. Hmm. Van Halen. And Jen, remember like Eddie Van Halen, of course, known for his guitar. Then that album, 1984, he was just like, you know what, I'm going to play keyboards. Jump. <laughs> I know some people were pissed when that record came out, like the hardcore Van Halen people. Were they really? Like, well, what are all these keyboards? It was a different sound. Yeah. But that was the first, right? I mean, that was the first album into the new sounding Van Halen, though. Yes. Because that's when things really, like, I remember, what was it? Ice Cream Man was a song? Ice Cream Man? I remember my friends used to love that song. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hot for Teachers, one thing. The Ice Cream Man one was. Ice Cream Man. I'm the Ice Cream Man. That's a David Lee Roth, just fun, goofy song. Yes. Well, I mean, he's had a few of those. What yes. Was, what was the one with the girls? California Girls yeah. cover. <laughs> just a gigolo. That's the cover. one. I'm, no, no, that's the one I'm thinking of. Bong, 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 <laughs> just a gigolo. Bong, bong, like, that's David Lee Roth. <laughs> yeah, I got to see. Like, I, I, I read those articles that had like a rock world reacts to the death of Eddie Van Halen. Seeing all the everybody putting out their stuff, and I saw Flea wrote a very nice thing. Jerry, your Red Hot Chili Peppers, right. and a number of people: uh, David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony. I did like the one. Uh... I mean, you basically gave credence to a guy who's got four followers on Twitter by reacting Ooh. to his, you're like, sweet eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A guy writes on Twitter to me, um, uh, very sad to hear about Eddie's uh, passing, but, uh, you know, I, Jeff Beck, he's no Jeff Beck. <laughs> like, okay. Well, no one, everyone doesn't have to be everyone. <laughs> That's like when Funhouse has put out some of those videos when someone passes away and Mike's like... Not a fan, but Not uh, sorry great. that he passed away. <laughs> uh, sorry to hear you, a terrible guitarist. <laughs> right, exactly. Listen, anybody who, like, like the guitar has been around forever, right? Yeah. And there are only a certain number of chords you can play with these guitars. For somebody to have a individual signature sound, and there are a handful of guys, Eddie Van Halen is one of them. That is, if you have such a unique sound when you play the guitar. You also want to be the first one to do it. Yeah. Because there are people that had, I'm sure at this point, can mimic what he has done, but he was the first one to do what he did. Right. He created right. it. Like when I worked with David Lee Roth, he had a guitarist, very nice fella, and the guy could play every Van Halen lick. Exactly. Including Eruption. It's kind of like- seems uh, very difficult. It's kind of like the band Chicago. Such a unique sound. Yeah. Like when you heard it, you knew it was Chicago. 
Right. Until, of course, the Sateri years. 80s Chicago. Right, which you hate. Uh, no, I know Eddie hates 80s Chicago. I love 80s anything. Yeah, the I music love the in the 80s. 80s I'm, with you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Can you do me a favor? Can yes. you pull up? I'm trying to think. So I got this Van Halen 3 album songs, but none of them are ringing a bell to me. But I know K-Rock played one song. And I, yeah, I don't know. And, and, and normally on, um, I'm looking on Spotify, there'll, there'll be a song with like more bars on it. It'll show you that it it had uh, more plays. Can you see if New World or Without You? All right, here's uh, well, Jerry, Here's New World is instrumental, so that's, that's not it. That's not it. How about Without You? All right, let me see. This is track number two, Jerry. Because that, Come yeah, th- this is it. That's Alex Van Halen right here. I think. Come on. Let me, let me see it. No, this wasn't it. This wasn't it. Hmm. I got it. You know what? Dur- I'll I'm gonna, Google it, Jerry, during the break. I'll get an answer for, for the podcast. I will listen to the, to the songs during one of the breaks uh, today or when we get done here. Because I know K-Rock played one of these songs. And if, it wasn't it two, if it wasn't 2.30 in the morning in California, I would uh, text uh, my friend Booker and see what he, what he would say. I thought Booker's here. Here, you say? Isn't he doing afternoons oh, on 92.3? Right. Yes, good point, Jerry. My bad. I mean, it's still 5.30 in the morning, and he it does afternoons. It is still afternoons. 5.30, yeah. That's but true. He's still living the rocker life. He's probably just going to Boy, bed he, now. He was very shaken up by this Eddie Van Halen death. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. There's certain guys for certain, you know, other people like, oh, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. You know, they had no connection to the Van Halen music. But there are certain guys for certain people that it hits it hits hard. Who will it be for you? Bruce Springsteen, Paul Westerberg, Paul those two. Westerberg. I don't even know who Paul Westerberg is. Exactly. Exactly, Jerry. Should and I? That's why it's going to hurt more. No, you should not. Oh, okay. Fair I enough. should, though, because I'm a musical person. <laughs> That's who will it be for you, Jerry? Who will you, what flee? Anthony Kiedis? Oh, all those guys, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Well, the other thing with this and someone like Eddie Van Halen is it, your youth is dying. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, to me, it hits me harder when guys retire. Yeah. But then when they die, even you're, worse. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know. When they retire, I feel like that generation's gone. Yeah. You know, and that part of your life is over. I wish I had a Van Halen t-shirt I could have wore today with the big VH on it. You know, I have a couple an, of them. I don't know. I didn't even think to wear one. I should have. By the way, and one of the, maybe the greatest logo in rock and roll, the big VH with the wings on it. Not going to argue with that. You Not got stones, all. tongue, and lips. Yeah. That's you got a that good Van one. Halen. You got that Led Zeppelin devil Zozo thing. What is Eddie telling you? What are you saying, Eddie? The Kiss logo. Eh. That's just the way they're, yeah, I don't know. See, mm. <laughs> you're right, just a name, not a logo. I'm going to I'm gonna pass on that one. I agree. All right, we got to take a break. It's 535. Like the who don't have a logo. Uh, before we break, I do want to remind you guys that you can join us tonight oh. from 630 to 730 on the fans' Facebook page for Goldenberg's Peanut Chews Presents. Ooh. The Boomer and Geo Bombers Countdown. It's Boomer and Geo joined by us to preview and then talk about Game 3 of this Best of 5 series, which, by the way, is now even at 1-1. One and one. Anyone and everyone invited to watch. You can even send in your questions, comments during this special Facebook Live. Make sure you get you know, uh, baseball questions into Al. He yeah, will give I'm you the answer. answer. No doubt. So carve out an hour tonight from 6.30 to 7.30. Be a part of this special WFAN Facebook Live brought to you by Goldenberg's Peanut Chews, an official sponsorship partner of the New York Yankees and your flagship station for Yankees baseball, The Fan. Make sure you can, uh, if you'd like, 
You can ask Al about Adam Adovino if you want. Mm-hmm. You can break down Luke Voigt's swing if you'd like. Yeah, strategy questions. All sorts of things like that. So join us tonight between 6.30 and 7.30. This portion of the warm-up show has been brought to you by 877-8-ABUSED. Back in a moment on The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alan Jerry, now offering curbside delivery. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, listen to this. He's using a drill on the guitar. Nice. That's a drill, Jerry. Who else thought to use a drill on the guitar? No one. No one I know of. Quarter to six, as uh, Al will be playing Van Halen songs in and out of breaks all That's morning right. long. Remember Eddie Van Halen. I'll tell you, CBS Sports Network has some really cool footage on. I don't know what the hell they're playing, but it's a lot of college football footage, and it looks like it started in like the early 1900s up to modern day. Pretty oh, cool. I like that. I don't know what show it is, but it's actually very neat. The history of college football. Imagine someone from CBS. like 1904 that played for like, you know, one of these colleges and they came back in a time machine and saw what it was now. Well, not this yeah, year, the, but last all year. The, all the helmets and the the advances yes. and helmets and shoulder pads. And the and sizes play of the stadiums. Yeah. And the amount of people that show up. Pretty wild. I saw a thing about, uh, I must have been on the Monday Night Football game the CBS was showing on uh, uh, Chiefs Patriots. That Andy Reid goes back and watches film from football early days and and tries to find weird plays and then tries to get them into That's awesome. NFL games. Yeah, that's tremendous. And they were showing some. They had some where they had pulled these uh, old college plays and then the then they showed the clip of the Chiefs doing them. It was pretty cool. At what point will we see him stack five guys on top of five guys, hide the football, and have the eleventh guy just run out of the scrum? I hope in the Super Bowl this year. I hope it's a big Super Bowl. Probably move. an illegal formation. <laughs> Jerry, I know you love Russell Westbrook. Yes, as, he's uh, the MVP. Right. Uh, he left an $8,000 tip he for did. the housekeepers after his NBA bubble exit. That's nice. That is. That's awesome. You think that was cash? 8G I do. cash? I do. What do you think? You Venmoed it to them? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get your Venmo number? I mean, I guess he could Here's have left him a check or a gift card. My no, guess is right. that was eight grand cash in oh, an envelope. Cash money. He probably he should have done it in twenties so they could split it up amongst them. Do you think? Let me ask you this, Jerry. If you were a housekeeper or wait, uh, whatever is a housekeeper? That's the term. Uh, that housekeeper, sure. Yeah. Let's say you were you and your team. Are you talking about in a hotel? In a hotel, yeah. Okay. Let's say you and your team were taking care of Russell Westbrook's room during the bubble time, and you you go in there on the last day. It's just you, and you you find an eight thousand dollar cash, <laughs> and it says, to. and it says, for all of you, you who have, have taken to care of it up, room. Al. <laughs> you have. To. Otherwise, you're reading the paper. Go, Russell Westbrook left us an eight thousand dollars. If I got nothing out of that, right? Man. <laughs> Where did uh, where'd she go? <laughs> she's gone. She's in the Dominican Republic on vacation yeah. at some resort. Oh, uh, enjoying she... herself. <laughs> Spending our $8,000. <laughs> I sometimes feel like that's a forgotten thing to... to Tip out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, to leave money in the hotel room. Like when we were kids and we would go on vacation, my parents would leave 
a couple bucks on the on the like the end table or whatever. I don't. I rarely think to do that. I don't think to do it either. Even when you get the envelope, I don't. I don't. I don't know why. Yeah. And yet we tip the cab drivers, we tip the waiters and the waitresses, like right. we tip everybody. But that's the, but that's also something we've discussed many times. Like at what point do you cross that line to tip or not tip? Like if you go into, for instance, you go into a coffee shop these days, there's tip jars out. Yeah. I'm paying a dollar fifty for a cup of coffee. What am I tipping on that? Right. You're I'm paying the dollar fifty because you're giving it to me. Yeah. You gonna? I mean, honestly, if twenty percent's customary, I'm gonna leave a thirty cent tip. Right. You're gonna give a dollar tip, so now you're spending two fifty on a cup of coffee. That I don't know. But it's out of control. Of, all of these places, and now, and you know this. This one's interesting, and this one gets awkward. So you, let's say you do takeout. Mm-hmm. You show up to pay, yes. and there's the automatic. Would you like to tip? I know. I don't like option it. on the on the keypad. Like tip for what? It's takeout. Right. Now I'm paying for you to prepare my food? Yeah, it's very strange. I don't like it, Jerry. You bring up a great point. And you know what? Russell Westbrook ain't making it any easier leaving an $8,000 tip now, I have a for serious the hotel question. staff. I don't, maybe you know the answer. Maybe you don't. When you go to a restaurant and you tip, do the cooks get part of the tip? That I don't know. I don't either. I know the busboys do and the waitresses do or waiters do, but do the people in the kitchen get part of those tips at the end of the night? Right, because and if they don't, then what are we tipping on our takeout? Right. Who's getting Just that a guy tip? standing there at the register? Interesting questions. Great points. You're bringing up great points, great Jerry. Great point, Boomer. Thank you. Uh, let me know, Jerry. You're a Cowboys insider of sorts. I think you know, you're know you a fan. You have your ear to the ground, if that's a saying still. All right. I'm reading, Jerry, that whispers have started about Mike McCarthy's Getting fired? <laughs> future. Yes, I'm reading that. Well, because he's made so many weird decisions in four weeks. I'll give you one that from Sunday. Weird. That would be a weird one if he's cut loose. He's not going to be cut loose. But this is not yet. This is one thing I, I still have not figured out from Sunday. And I'm sorry I didn't bring it up Monday. I should have. I was still so just beside myself with, with the game. Why with four minutes to go, one timeout, and the two-minute warning, and your defense has played actually a spectacular fourth quarter after playing lousy for three quarters. Your offense is nonstop, or rather unstoppable. They've been nonstop offensively the entire quarter. Why in the hell are we trying an onside kick? Now, I know they got it a couple of weeks ago against the Falcons. That's not happening every time. Right, you already got your one onside kick for the season. Kick the ball through the damn end zone. You've got a timeout, two-minute warning, Three and out, and make them punt. I like that. Even a decision like that made no sense to me. He goes for it on. I understand Jason Garrett didn't like going for it on fourth down a lot of times. I understand he was a little too conservative. This guy's the complete opposite. I don't know. And and let's be honest. He brings in Mike Nolan to run the defense. They're horrendous. They do stink. Well, luckily they have the Giants this week, and they haven't okay. scored. In, you know they what? Haven't scored a touchdown in two weeks. If I'm the Giants, I'm looking at the Cowboys' defense, saying, "Now we can get right." Right. Let's light them up. If the Giants don't score touchdowns this weekend against a Cowboy team that's giving up 35 points per game through four games, then the Giants should shut it down. Maybe we can shut combine the Jets and Giants and make one team and have them both shut it down. My Who God. would you take as your quarterback, Jerry? Daniel Jones. Or I would go like the Sam old Donald. Landry system. I'd shuffle them in and out. 
I like it. Would you also do the old Landry thing where he would have the offensive line in sync? Yes, r- stand rise. up and down. I, yeah, used, to I used to love, love that. that. Oh, no, what it felt like military. We are disciplined. The Cowboys still did that under Jason Garrett in the final uh, series of a game when they were winning. Really? I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. Yeah, they would, they would do it once or twice at the end of a game. All right. Yeah, I used to love that. As a kid, that was kind of cool. Yeah. We, we used to sync. mimic that when we would play, you know, tackle football when we were kids. Yeah. On the streets, you would do that. You'd lift. You'd all. We did get not up. do. Uh, was your dog all right? Yeah, that was her. Uh, that was her paw scraping across the floor for whatever reason. Okay, she's Boy, good. She's gonna have a tough time when you have to come back into work Monday. Yeah, she's not, not Monday, Jerry. I don't know if you heard, <laughs> but the coronavirus got our president you know, and Cam Newton. But here's the only thing that I will say uh, to the contrary with that. Yeah. In, in regards to you, your take on this coronavirus the whole time was <laughs> you have a cocky immune system. <laughs> So all of a sudden, you can't get sick because your immune system is so much better than everyone else's, but now you're not going to come in because you're worried about getting sick. When I come into the building, it, it, they take your temperature, right? Uh, it's it's available, yes. I'm going to put a really warm compress on my head right before I walk into this. <laughs> well, then you're going to miss the show. <laughs> I'll get back home and do it from home, <laughs> you're but such a I clearly have a fever. <laughs> You're such an ass. And I can't, I'm not going to be able to make it in. All right, one final break before we get you to Boomer NGO. This portion has been brought to you by 877-8-ABUSE. Time now for a Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence, all the hate, adding the fuel to the fire for the Houston Astros. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Yankees lost a weird game to the Rays, 7-5. Uh, Dodgers won, Astros won again. They're up 2-0. Atlanta beat Miami, and the Lakers won last night. What else you got, Al? Jerry, if you were hoping to see a, t- a Tua Tagovailoa out of Bama, <laughs> uh, that is not happening this not yet. week. The Dolphins are sticking with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep, so more Fitzmagic uh, in Miami, at least for one more week. One more week of Fitzmagic. And I know you were playing clips of uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee uh, podcast. Yeah, I have one coming up again uh, later this morning. Is this the one about his down years? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, that's gonna. That's what we call radio tease, Jerry. There you go. I'm not gonna d- explain what it is because it will be better uh, hearing it. But coming in up print, in 25 to 30 minutes. In print, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 whatever. And the Lakers, Jerry, they're crediting LeBron James with a pregame text message to the oh, team. Oh, a text message as uh, setting the tone. For the team's victory. I wonder what he said. You know what's funny about that, though? You realize the game was, like, tied with five minutes to go. (laughs) And then they were like, remember that text message that LeBron sent us? Yeah, like, a big game for him. If you told me that they went out and they just blitzed him and they won by 40 points, you'd be like, man, that text message all night long was in our head. It's a tie game. Maybe at the very end, it was a tie game. He was like, dude, I sent you guys that text message. Like, remember? <laughs> the Wake Yanks up! and Rays are tied at one game apiece in their ALGS series.